Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! Welcome to episode 55 of the Nailed It Wall. 5-5, the double nickel game. Michael Jordan and MSG, a.k.a. J. Will, Jason Williams. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about some great nailed it and failed it moments we've had in our personal lives as teachers and with the students. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Ms. Gofield. Man, it feels good. The Nailed It Wall is back for another week, <laughs> and so many people are so excited to have the, the Nailed It Wall just show up in their podcast feed. We got so many nice messages from our man Phil, Mr. Galetti, who's so excited, shouted across. Yeah, they had to listen to it, shout out to Mateo, <laughs> listen to it in the car on the way to SV. Yeah, it did feel good to be back, and it was just a very natural uh, a natural transition back, so... You know, it's it's good to be back in the podcast seat. It is. And I saw so many cool podcasts, and it got me excited to listen to more and more podcasts. Yeah. I've been on a music kick, and podcasts are like my favorite thing in the world. They always have been since they first came out. And we talked about how easy it is to make a podcast. Don't worry. The Nailed It Wall is back. Kevin, me, we might run out of time for you, but we're <laughs> going to we're gonna try to get you on this episode. Uh, that's right. As we start every episode, we talk about how we nailed it or failed it this week. And I want to start off with mine. Go. Because you think a failed it can actually turn into a nailed it. Now, Friday night, Friday night lights, clear eyes, uh, full hearts, can't lose, flag football for my little guy. To top that up, my daughter was cheering with the Little Lions at Mountain Ridge High School. And so she was at the game. I took my son to the flag football game. We're there cheering, game ended, perfect time, heading over to Ridge, which is, you know, not too far away from where they play their games. I get in my car, I hear... It wasn't that, friendly fire. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, it was perfect. You know, my car wouldn't turn over, and I'm not talking about the bakery's treat, I'm talking my wow, car would there. not turn over. <laughs> and I wish it would turn over, and it didn't. And uh, I called you, and you... Where just got to the game and you're like, parking's crazy here. I'm in here trying to. You had a whole slew of little girls with you. You're, it was you're, crazy. It was there. crazy there. And you gave me a suggestion to take an Uber. I was like, you know what? We're going to take an Uber. I told my little guy, he tweaked his ankle. He was like Willis Reed in game seven, another NBA reference for all of our NBA fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's walking on a hobble ankle. I get to a point and there's no Ubers. And it was no not that far. Not that I was almost embarrassed to get an Uber for such a short distance. Yeah, I wouldn't have been. There was zero Ubers. There was not even. I couldn't get an Uber X. I couldn't get a. I didn't even know there was an Uber XL. Couldn't even There's, get a rickshaw. At that point. Yeah, there was so many different Ubers. You know, I mean, somebody would make bank if they yeah. just had a rickshaw at Mountain Ridge and just taking people from the streets. Kids. To the, yeah. Entrepreneurs everywhere, right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Just get a couple of your friends. Yep. Anyways, I digress. Yes. So I had no options. And then I took a different path. Like I, I took, I took the path le- path less travel. Literally. And I threw my little guy on my shoulders, and we walked to the game, and through these dark roads, like yeah. ways I'm not even sure I was going the right way, but we could hear the loudspeakers. But long story short, it was like the highlight of my weekend, having this one-on-one time and just talking with him, and you know, just going through this experience. And, and then he wanted to learn how to jump a battery in a car. But that was not the problem. But it was exciting for him. It was teaching him how to 
how do you hook up the cables? And so it was, it was just, you'd think a failed it would be a, a failed it, but it, I would call that my nailed it. Yeah, it was awesome. And, you know, you got there. It was like a homeward bound moment. You know, got there. Literally, listeners, I exaggerate not at all when I say he got there and then pretty much right after uh, your daughter performed. So it was pretty spectacular timing. And it's such a cool program. The Little Lions, we got to see so many uh, of former C.R. Verde students in the band, in the stands, obviously, on the field, and then cheering as well with Cheer and Palm. Yeah. It just made our hearts feel so, so full. And we always talk about, you always do a great job as an eighth grade teacher, having those kids be role models on campus. And things that you've introduced them, they're, they're still those great role models in high school. They really are. And, you know, I think it's a cool thing, the connection that we have with Ridge because... The bridge to Ridge. Yeah, the bridge to Ridge. Deb and Moore. I do feel really, really grateful for that because, you know, you think about all these uh, hometowns in the Midwest and all over the country where you have that Friday night, that excitement around a high school football, and it has that feel. And there's, it was packed. I mean, there was no space at all. And I loved that feel of ever, that excitement where everybody's coming out. And it was all ages and all kinds of different people. So it was a really good nailed it. I agree with you. Uh, I had a failed it, as you reminded me, and I appreciated it because it was a pretty big one. But um, I can't even remember. I guess it was last week, right? Friday. Friday. Friday, for all of you that did not know, was World Smile Day, and I spent a lot of time at the volleyball game the night before. You love smiles. Going, I do. Like Buddy the Elf. I literally have a book just about smiles, like all these different smiles. I love that, and so I was so excited about this idea that I wanted to do it for announcements, and I got all these different smiles from parents and and kids. They were adorable. Oh, it was so cute. Teachers. And I made a little compilation of it, a montage, if you will. And it took me a really long time to edit those announcements that night because we had How's It Feeling Friday. We did something a little bit different with that. And so it took a long time. And the next morning, I was very tired. And I don't typically upload the video or the the YouTube things. But I also know if I don't do it uh, early, it's probably not going to get done at all because we get busy and stuff. So... And teachers have great anxiety yeah, if yeah, they don't start their day without the announcements there. Yeah, which I love. As, which I as love. It's a routine. Yeah. So I told you, don't worry. I put the announcements up. I talked to you that morning. And and then we got to school, and we were kind of getting ready for the school day. And uh, one of the teachers, Mr. Lyons, it let us know in a panic that we had put up the wrong announcements. And I think his words were... That was rough. That was rough. Those were his very words. And I realized I just, in a haze, not paying attention, uploaded the the unedited green screen, non-green screened uh, version. So just all before, it's like what happens before the curtain, you know, comes, like before everything looks pretty and the set is, you know, all put together and it's all the behind the scenes literally as we see it like the intro the outro the um you think about bloopers the joke of the day you know we put that in there and then the pledge and the preamble it wasn't there nothing it was very rough so anyhow it was it was uh we pulled it down really quickly put the right ones up sent out the new link to everybody with an apology however i was so stressed out 
not just because I put up the wrong ones. And so that's stressful. But then I had worked so very hard on that set of announcements. And I really was disappointed that the kids weren't going to be able to see these pictures that I had taken. And what was really special to me about those pictures is I had a lot of my boys, my eighth grade boys, let me take a picture of them smile. And that is kind of a rare thing. And so I really wanted that to be showcased. And so I felt like it was a missed opportunity. But you know, a couple people actually did say that they pulled up announcements later in the day and made sure to show it. So that meant the world to me. But like they want to see the joke of the day yeah. and they want to and and your son made a cameo in the announcements with Mrs. Hunter talking about drama, which was such a special moment. So special. And I told you to save that video yeah. somewhere on your phone so you have that video saved forever. And I love a first grade class. Gave so much respect as they watch through. A lot of times we'll do takes. And I'm like, all right, we'll cut this out. We'll keep this. This one a little too long. And they're like hearing all these conversations. I usually lead a countdown, go three, two, one, we're going live. And, yeah. and, and they saw this and these are first graders and they watched this and they gave us so much props and respect for what goes in behind the scenes. Yeah. Gerster, our favorite person on the planet. She's Gerstering. Her last name is a verb created by us. Hashtag truth. And she's like, she was like, my students are just blown away by how much work goes into the announcements, all those little moments, the things you did. And so they watched those painful announcements and they came away with some great <laughs> respect of, of what goes on behind the scenes. And Mrs. Garster said it best. She was like, it was great. We loved watching what it's like behind the scenes. Yeah. Now, if it was just in front of a green screen, that would have been so different. A lot of those kids have been so heartbroken. So many kids come up to you and be like, where's the studio? Where do you guys go? Where do you go to film this? Yeah. It was, it was a rough one. So, you know, it ended up being much like yours, I guess. It was a failed it. However, we did nail it by fixing that problem, and it was a good conversation. And I do think it's important for people to see that is a magical thing we put out every day, and it is not for lack of effort because there are there's a lot that goes into that, a lot. And uh, we love it, but it is, you know, it's a labor of love, so... That's cool. Now, you teach eighth grade science. Yes, sir. This is your first year with what Arizonans. Is this a national standard? Are the next-gen science standards, are they national, or is it just an Arizona thing? Well, <coughs> I don't think we're officially next-gen either. So I think that they said that they're not adopting next-gen. These are our own that are similar. Okay. All right. Um, that's my understanding. I could be wrong. I don't think I am, though. Uh, so, and then co go ahead with your... Now, you've lost physics. You love teaching physics, which is such a great thing to teach as eighth graders before they go into high school. You love that unit. You love I everything do. about physics. Now, what are the things that you're enjoying about this new wave of standards that you're teaching? Things that you get to cover and talk about with your students, as well as try to get more hands-on learning in your classroom? Well, I think that one thing I like right now... I, I don't, you know, I don't deal well with a lot of information coming at me at once. And so I can't possibly see, like, process the whole curriculum for the whole year, which is nice because they've only given it to us in a, quart, a quarter at a time. And so I didn't look a ton ahead, but I now am in genetics and I have this background that I've already been teaching genetics. And so I, I think the thing I like the most is I get to incorporate 
things that I really loved about teaching genetics and things I'm really familiar with and expand on them and take them to some new areas that I maybe we didn't delve into nearly as much in the past. So, you know, we talked with foss about fossils and dinosaurs, but now we're linking that to evolution and then you link that to DNA and, and talking about, you know, mutations and, and, you know, there's, there's just so many nuances and layers to it and showing the connectedness of standards. I think that's what's so cool to me is you're seeing how they're all linked together and they're relevant. You know, I told the kids today about DNA. I'm like, DNA, although you think of that as such a science um, specific topic, it's something that will probably come up in your life most likely. You think about how much uh, genetic modifications are becoming a norm, like stem treatments for a sports injury or things like that. And then, you know, the ethical questions about genetic modify, genetically modifying humans. But then even just if they became a parent and like you talk about DNA and, and all of the testing that goes in with that. And, you know, it's just been really interesting to talk about how this may be stuff that they actually will be interested in later on in their life. Or 3D printed body parts. Yeah, 3D printed. From DNA. There's so much there. And so I've really loved how much it's kind of fleshed out things that I already did teach, but it's just a fun new way to explore it. And I just found out that I get to touch on Rosalind Franklin again, which, you know, she's like one of my favorite, favorite rock star scientists to address. And so I'm pretty pumped. I'm actually really loving it. You need to do that lesson that I gave you. Did you do it last year, the crime scene, like how like all of her ideas are stolen and then I have not done that one, but I know what you speak of. You need to start that off okay. with that one. Okay. All right. You heard it for here in the pod. She's gonna do it this year. That makes me very happy. Okay. Now I walked in your class today, and the kids were just so engaged. Now I loved the slides you had up there talking about what were you talking about? So we were talking about DNA and how it, what's essential for um, animals to be able to have offspring. And we're talking about how, you know, the same species can breed, but then they're talking about how you need to have, you know, either a, a similar number of chromosomes, like pretty much the exact, or if you don't have the same number of chromosomes, the, the genetic material has to line up pretty well, well enough-ish to make it work. And that's some things like when, I don't know if you were in there for it, but a chimpanzee and a potato have the same number of chromosomes. So mathematically, you know, they, they have the same, but then they wouldn't have the same genetic makeup in order to match up those genes and make that, uh, actually a viable animal. So it was, you know, kind of discussing like, well, it's not just the chromosomes. It's, you have the species. And, you know, there was like a, a turtle. You weren't in there for that. I think you just walked out. It was like a giraffe crossed with a turtle. And so, you know, you have a reptile. You have a mammal. So just the conversations that that opened up, it was awesome. The kids loved it. Now, I told you once upon a time in my youth that I did tame a liger. Yes. And for all, all of you listening that you might not know what a liger is, I hope you do. It's a half lion, half tiger. Now, you taught me about some different animals, and we're going to test our listeners at home. So take a moment to pause as she says these different blends of animals and see what two animals do you think make this up? All right, give us one. Okay, so there's the growler bear. 
the Groller Bear. Now, okay. this sounds like, this almost sounds like a bear claw when you go to a bakery, you know, yeah. super bear claw. And you're like, give me the Groller Bear. Yeah, so that's a grizzly bear. Did uh, you give them time to think? Oh, so they had to make a T-chart and they had to decide, are these... Are these real animals or are they fake? And then they... So they, the Groller bear is real? Well, hold a lot. Oh. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, hold on. So they have to decide. And then we do a whole thing about DNA and all this information. And at the end, they got to find out if they were right or not and what makes them right or not. So we talked about that. Uh, let me tell you all the different ones and then I'll tell you. There's the zonkey. The zonkey, the zebra you told me about and that. the donkey. There's the there. I told the, the uh, chip, you, chip you potato. You didn't tell us about the bear. Okay, what? so the growler bear is a real thing. How? So apparently, so what they're thinking is that because of the polar ice caps melting, global warming causing that, polar bears are venturing more into areas where grizzly bears typically are, where. It's forcing them out of their natural habitat, and so they have been mating with grizzly bears, and it's actually I a real you were thing. Messing with me today. No, it's a real thing, and they, it occurs naturally in the wild. Like this is a thing, and so you know it's pretty fascinating. Okay, what are some other ones? Okay, uh, a comma, which a is comma. A, yeah, which like I don't know if it's a camma or a comma. I say comma because it's a camel mixed with a llama, so maybe okay. a camma. I don't know. Camma. Um, I like camma. And that's a real thing. Okay. And then a, we, I'm not sure if you pronounce it a jeep or a geep. It's a goat mixed with a sheep. It is adorable. I'll tell you right now. So cute. That was a thing. Um, there was a lag wire, which was a lion. And you had a student who said he wanted one of these. He said he would buy one one day. Um, and there was a... A lion and a jaguar. Yeah. And that was a thing. Wait. Yeah, that one was a thing. Um, and then there was a cheetah and a lion. A chilion. A chilion. Like I've a never chalupa. heard of it. Um, but well, it is not a thing. So, oh, yeah. okay. So there you go. That's that why I haven't heard of it. <laughs> yeah. But there were so many different things. And then we talked about, you know, what's a species and then how, why would those be able to uh, crossbreed? How would you get these hybrids? But then, you know, it was just, it was really fascinating. And then what makes a viable animal? Like, what does unviable mean? Why would, um, why would some animals be able to be bred and others not like what causes that and then they were also even talking about logistically like well how would how could they possibly mate anyway and then you talk about like you have laboratories and you have people that are you know creating different mixes even in vegetables and all kinds of stuff yeah in a laboratory so it's if, you, if you take out that process and you're just looking at can these chromosomes create this then it's pretty fascinating have we come too far? I, well, and that's what, you know, we will be talking about that as an eighth grade, about what the ethical ramifications and responsibilities are around that because, you know, you think about all these super foods, super humans, super animals that you can create, but, like, what's the trade-off, you know? I'm still trying to process. Is it the, what's the... Grizzly bear and polar bear. The growler. The growler. The growler. That sounds like a donut. Yeah. Should be. Yeah. Should be a donut. The growler. Yeah. Well, people, you're welcome. The yeah. more you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's what this podcast delivers. It, it talks about things, and your students, they're just so engaged, oh, and you're doing so an amazing good. job. So anytime I hear them talking about your class and the things you're doing, so I just want you to know you're crushing it. And the one picture I walked in today, 
It was a koala bear mixed with an owl, and it was just the coolest looking picture. I was like, I almost wanted that to be real. It was so cool. I would like to say, I would like to give credit um, also. So Laura Mills, who is in my PLC, who teaches at uh, Highland Lakes. Now, PLC is like your professional learning community. Yes. And every Friday in Deer Valley, every full week Friday, we get out at 2 o'clock to meet with our PLCs, and we can't stress enough how important this work is working within your PLC to connect with other educators and just today my PLC helped you out in a huge thing and I'm going to talk about that in a minute but go on shout out to Laura Mills yeah so a huge shout out to Laura Mills because she has created a lot of the curriculum that we are using um, this year and this was you know I took her slides and I modified those for myself but I have to say what she gave us was really awesome and it it, you know the things that I've been able to utilize from the shells that the district has provided I really am grateful for and it's been a huge help to me as I'm trying to navigate a new curriculum figure out how best to deliver that I've loved that and I'm super grateful for that wow that is great now we're in our last week of the first quarter. Yeah, week 10 of the I, school I year. I won't lie. I'm well it's aware. It's hard to believe that we're heading to a four-day weekend. Kudos to our district for setting up this four-day weekend. A lot of districts in Arizona have a full week in October called their fall break. I love our schedule because we had a four-day break in September. We have a four-day break coming up. I Not four days, including the weekend. So it's two days off yeah. of school. And we have a full week of Thanksgiving, then we have our winter break. I lo- You know how much I love that Thanksgiving break. I do. I've wanted to sign up for the planning committee just so I can try to preserve this Thanksgiving break. I love it. I like, love I'm, it I'm smiling right now because <laughs> it brings me so much joy. Like, I love that full week off because not a lot of other school districts have that full week yeah. off. And it's it's just, like, the funnest time of the year. Like, you know, you got Thanksgiving, you turn around, it's going to be Christmas. And just to have that full week off to mentally recharge. But anyways, I digress because we're going into a four-day weekend here. It's the last week of the first quarter, which is mind-blowing because it feels like we just started yesterday and we're doing all these fun things. And as I was coming to the end of the quarter, we've been talking about a lot of uh, digital citizenship, how to be safe online, uh, phishing scams that are out there. Talk about my main man, Mark Rober, the Glitter Bomb 3.0. Love that he took a simple porch Thing to, and take it to the international levels to try to break down these scammers and bring more information to protect people. And so we've been using something called Storyboard That, which is where you can kind of create comics. And I've used them in multiple grade levels. And the kids have been loving them. They're coming Did up with the coolest. We're talking about online scams. Did you know there's an app called the Corona app? No. And what this app does is if you have it opened, you won't catch the coronavirus. Oh, my gosh. But then as people have it opened, this app just, like, steals all your personal information oh on your phone. Oh, my gosh. So it's, it's a real thing. I learned that from these students, kind of creating these comics uh, with Storyboard That. So if you ever check that out, it's a cool website. You can get two weeks free uh, with a teacher edition. But after that two weeks, like, they can't save their, their storyboards anymore. So it might be a benefit to just have them set up their own accounts in Google versus the teacher account. Because now when they create a storyboard, they can't save it. So just if you're thinking about using a storyboard, reach out to me and I'll share my story there. But I love it. I love the creativity, the things they do. Uh, kids, you know, when they have this tool, we talked about Stan Lee and his impact. And we shared his story about Spider-Man and how uh, his, um, not director, publisher... 
was like, we need a new character, and said Spider-Man was the, the dumbest idea he's ever heard. Really? And then Stan Lee just did this cool thing. So uh, just even like, teaching the kids, because they love the Marvel movies, yeah. like teaching them about who Stan Lee was. Some kids know who he was. Some kids just got so excited. And so this, and then we talk about graphic novels. These kids are obsessed with graphic novels. The Dog Man, The Smile, Guts, Drama, Wings of Fire, um, The Bad Guys. I mean, these kids... All okay. these kids I love to read books, these graphic novels, and it was just such great conversations I had with these students about reading, and I talked about comic books, about I could buy a comic book back in the day for 25 cents, and now some of those comic books, well, not from my youth, but before me, are worth millions of dollars, and some of the kids would get so excited. They're like, I have a comic book, but I've just had so much fun with them creating comics and being able to share them on a Padlet, so it's been pretty cool. But the other thing is Breakout EDU. Now, Breakout EDU is truly amazing. We love escape rooms. Yes. They're popping up all over. We've been to Bam Kazam, which is like taking escape rooms anywhere else. If you're in Arizona, you need to go to Bam Kazam. It's like escape rooms, but physical challenges. Yeah. Like It's like American Ninja Warrior slash brain games. It's awesome. You know, can I just say something about Bam Kazam, Bam Kazam that I was just thinking about right now when you're talking about? And that is... What I love about that place is it's not fully developed yet. Like, they are still building it, which reminds me of that whole mentality of you don't wait till you're ready to start something. It's like you can jump in. And I love that they have not – they jumped in, and we got to see it early. But we highly encourage people to check it out. It is like escape rooms, like, to the physical level. It's so awesome. My son thought he could have a birthday party there when they don't have birthday parties there just because the owner likes us and gave us a he private tour cool. of some of the rooms that are coming. And he's like, oh, yeah, he knows us. We can have a birthday party there. <laughs> I'm like, that's not how it works, my man. They're, they're not ready for that. But anyways, so we do breakout. We have the box kits where it's like an escape room in your classroom. And then we also have the digital versions of where kids have to figure out the locks uh, on their Chromebooks. And I did one today. And, and for the month of October, if you have the full access to Breakout EDU, you have something called Locktober. And so they have like one lock that you have to kind of figure out every single day through the month of October. I just love that. And, and it's so cool, like, uh, as they can kind of go through there. And I was telling you, I'm like, this would be such a good, like, little brain game to start Perfect. your class. Um, you know, with each table kind of working through there. And then we did one today um, with Frankenstein. I'm alive. And my sixth graders, they were just like, they were just so dialed in. And it's just like, they were just so excited and increased that competition. And they were trying to crack the locks. And, and this is something that came from my PLC. And they're like, oh, I, I tried this. I did this. They have this Locktober thing. And they were just so excited. And we just shared that in the instant. And I'm like, I'm finishing up this unit. I'm ready to try this. And I just had so much fun with them. They wanted hints from me. I'm like, if I did that, that wouldn't be fair to everybody oh, else. How much do we love Breakout ADU? And you've been, you for your amazing eighth grade groups, you're like, can we get to the point, this is our last week of the quarter, you're like, with this group, can we do like almost a, a dual and piano bar kind of setup of breakout rooms, like eight boxes, like two classes together trying to do a breakout room. And I don't think we're going to get to it I this week. What, it's, <laughs> I It's so funny. I just think it's really interesting how much teachers are trying to recharge themselves, like truly. And, uh, you know, now I think the thing is, is like you mentally prepare to pour all of that into it. But the, we're not compromising in our classrooms. You know, I want to be clear. Like the stuff you're doing is like 
So cool. The stuff that's happening. And I, I didn't even get to tell you about the Genius Hour projects that, you know, my kids shared today. One of them did his on uh, hypnotism and, like, the whole concept of how hypnotism works. Apparently there's three types. And then the how optical illusions fit in and all that. And I had thrown that out to him as a possible idea because he was kind of flailing. Oh, my goodness. He did such a good job with it. And then somebody did anatomy. What did he do? Anatomy art. So it's like he taught himself through YouTube how to do sketches of humans. And they are phenomenal. Like, amazing. So, you know, it's like... How did you leave this out from your recap of your day? (laughs) I totally forgot until right now. That's the thing is there's just so much bebopping around in there. But, you know, and then I have, as you know, tomorrow is World Teacher's Day. And I have a student who I just casually said... You know, maybe one of maybe something you might be good at is doing interviews, and so that got us having conversations. And so she's interviewed uh, one teacher from every grade level at our school, plus both admin, uh, plus the specials teachers. And she is actually she's kind of a shyer girl, and it's been awesome to see her in this. And she never used iMovie, and so I said, you know, you're gonna edit this. So she's been putting it into iMovie, editing. I showed her how to make title slides. Her video is like 45 minutes long. Oh, man. It's amazing. It's a, it's a documentary. Yeah, it is. It is. And it kind of is a snapshot of our school. And we're, and we're about to do, what's this A-plus um, certification that's coming up? You think about something like that where you see a student taking this on. And that's just like, you know, I really like that. And Mrs. Copenhaver, hootie hoo, two-time guest on the Nailed It Wall podcast. And teacher of the year last year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I just want to say Love Mrs. Copenhaver. Love her energy. Love her passion. Just living. You know, she's, she was so impressed with Meadows' interview. She's yeah. like, she could do this for a career. Yeah. She, she loved it and she enjoyed it and she gave Meadows so many props there. You know, we're heading to a four-day week. We got this week to get through. I love your your candidness, telling us how tired you are, so tired. but how hard you're working. <laughs> and you speak for many teachers as we go in this four day weekend. But as we always say, if you can be anything, people be kind. Are you on Twitter? Well, guess what? We are. If you like pictures, if you like videos, if you like retweets or links that we post, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mr. Lane the STEM Guy. And me at a positive proton. Maybe you can't get enough of the Nail the Wall podcast? Check us out on the morning announcements. You can find us on YouTube at SV Viper Pit. No spaces.